Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talk about all things consignment. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 101. 101. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's Samantha Speaks. Hey, Samantha. Hello. Hi, Libby. What a great way to welcome in the new century of Sea Chats. Episode 101. Yeah, Samantha Speaks. Samantha is 101. That means you're our number one twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> we are always thrilled to have you. Um, Libby, I know you want to talk to her about some business things. We have a lot that we've watched Samantha do over the course of the last couple of months that we really... Um, We've we've had pride, we've had inspiration, so we're going to mm-hmm. hit on some of those changes and have Samantha talk to you about some of those. We're going to ask her some questions. We're turning the tables. This is not the reporter coming to us. We are now asking her the questions today. I wish we yes. had reporter hats. Libby, I know you had And some- stay tuned to the end because we're going to talk about some pretty significant um, hurdles and things that... Uh, we and Samantha struggle with and give some good solutions for those and yeah. how we've, you know, worked through them. So definitely stay tuned to the and end for those say, little tidbits. The end is a little selfish on my part because I really need it. <laughs> I really need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really need it. Um, Libby, I know you wanted to touch on some of the platform changes that she's made first off. Yeah. So there have been, we get some of our most popular episodes are the See It With Sea Chats episode where we go through different businesses and how they process. And we've mentioned before, so I've done one for my business, Conchie Consignment. Samantha has done one for Sorting With Samantha. Ashley of AMB Consignment has done one. Now for my business and Samantha's business, that process totally pivoted since we've recorded those episodes yes yeah um so we we really should schedule a time to redo those (laughs) yes coming up yes now that i think we've got the new process down that we've all pivoted successfully we'll definitely be redoing those and showing you what our business process looks like today and probably by the time we get those out there'll be another pivot because that's just the world of e-commerce and I love that she says yeah. you all, she's trying to include me in that, y'all, but I'm going to be real for those of you with the ADHD brains that struggle with these kind of things. I'm still making the pivot curve, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> all right. So one of the things that you adopted, so eBay took away their Shopify app or they're taking it away at the end of the year is for all intents and purposes, it's, it's gone. gone. It doesn't even work. So frustrating because it was a major part of our businesses. And tell us a little bit about how you pivoted, why you pivoted, and what that was like for you. Yeah. So I believe it was like, you know, first day of Q4 that they announced that that was going to happen. It was. Um, So I initially panicked and freaked out and went, oh, my God, because I had just got my process solid. I was just starting to expand into other platforms and really feel comfortable with other things. And like, I finally was like, boom, eBay mastered process, you know, with my inventory mastered, got that email and was like, holy cow, what do I do? So rather than kind of sit on it for a while and try to scramble at the end of the year because they did give us till the end of the year 
I deleted it immediately. I delinked everything and started playing around with new processes, asked some people in our community what they did and reached out to some other eBay groups. Um, not as many I'll people. Show you. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. Come out there. Yep. <laughs> Didn't want to give it my time. I just moving on. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So I um, tried a couple different things. And I realized that because I had started expanding to other platforms and doing things that list perfectly was the best fit or some sort of sharing, sharing platform and cross lister, um, cross listing platform, I should say. And yeah, I jumped in with list perfectly using the code that you guys have. Oh, thank you. And, um, it's it's been a learning curve. I signed up on October fourth, I believe. It's been a learning, a little bit of a learning curve at first, um, because I had started selling on a new platform the week beforehand. And uh, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And they're they've already come out with new stuff already that yeah. I am absolutely in love with. They just announced something like two days ago, and I was like, "How did you know I needed that?" That's <laughs> so <laughs> so it's been. It was really hard, but then ultimately it was way for the better because now I have had a ton of sales on uh, Facebook Marketplace recently because I'm listing like crazy over there. Yep. So thank you, Libby, for telling me to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. No problem. And uh, yeah, it, I couldn't have been able to do it without List Perfectly. So it was a, a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It's just really hard to to get news that you have to change everything that you worked so hard to get mm-hmm. to. And a process, I mean, I could list in minutes and have it in so many places, which I know I'll get there again. And I'm I'm working towards that. But it, it's hard, especially in Q4, to have to deal with that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I want to give you props for just doing it. I think that mm-hmm. you have, this is why you are going to be an uber successful business. Because you are like Libby, which is why she's a successful business. You don't fall to pieces. You might have a moment of panic, like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? But you you get in there, you dig in, you figure it out, and you pivot, and you go. And that is one thing that for the last 10 years working with Libby, I have just been in awe of with her. And I see that in you across the board and frustrated people. by let's be honest here oh, <laughs> it's me, frustrating sometimes. to work sometimes yeah. with somebody like me yeah sometimes it is. <laughs> especially for those of us that are contemplators debaters thinkers I waste a lot of time Libby gets it done somewhere in the middle I think is the good thing in the end but you know if it were up to me it's- We'd never get there. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have a balance of both because I'm the type of person where I will have a conversation with one person or I'll post something looking for input. And before I even have the input or before we even have that conversation, I've already implemented something and I've moved on. So sometimes, sometimes I need a little bit of you, Molly, to slow me down <laughs> and think about things. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah are big, I hear you. I'm a big list maker in just about everything I do. and. And when I'm making a decision on something that's a pivot like that, house, whatever, moving, schools, anything like that, I am a pro and con list maker. I like to write it on paper, not once, but twice. I write it down, sit on that for a week, and then start fresh and write another one. Because sometimes you things change as you're going through the process. And that's how I make decisions. And my husband does it with me. I mean, he's like, y'all, he just make the decision and let's move on. But I can't function with that. But my whole 
thing about this is it just literally puts tears in my eyes and gives me goosebumps when I see you two women who are so successful at this point, and I know where you're going and what you're going to do because of the way you handle these situations. So kudos to you. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you know, set that example of how to pivot and, you know, totally redo your process and kind of document that and tell the community what you were doing, how you were doing it, what you were struggling with. So that was really cool. Um, the other thing is a really cool addition that I haven't started using yet, but we use Consign Cloud software. And one of the things that the question we get asked, probably one of the most frequently asked questions is, how do you handle payouts? Is it too much? I don't want to get into all that. So you've actually started implementing a new solution by Consign Cloud. Let's talk about that a little bit. I love it. So Consign Cloud already has a portal where everybody can go in and see their their standings. You can make it so they can see like every detail of the balances with fees and whatnot. Or you can just make it simple. You have this amount of money from these amount of items. Um, so that's already set up. I, my people love logging into that. Mm-hmm. They don't have to bother me. And then they can send me a quick message if they want to pay out. And all I have to do is send them an email. I literally go into Consign Cloud, and instead of saying I paid them with cash or I paid them with PayPal or whatever other options are in there, I do the little eCheck.com thing. I don't remember what it's called at the moment, but it's one of the options in the dropdown. It is like two clicks, and then it sends them the email through their the checkbook website. The client sets up how they want to be paid on their end. I believe there's direct deposit. They can get a paper check. They can have all these different options and they take care of all that. I don't do any of it. Love that. And the fees, it's like a dollar and a half or something, not very much to have that. It's so easy. So yeah. easy. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that because anytime we can shave time and customer service hours out of our day is is just a real win. I love the consigner access portal because, and I loved it with, each software I've used because we don't have time for customer service. We're processing all these items. And anytime I can take away a phone call, a text, an email, and just make it easy for my consigners, it 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 saves me money, which yeah, saves it allows, me time, saves me money. It allows yeah. you to focus your customer service on the customers more so than the consigners. By yeah. offering them that because you're going to have customer, you you know, when you're in the consignment business, you've got customer service on two sides. So having something like this allows you to focus a little bit more on the customer because that helps yeah. take the consigners off the table somewhat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the professionalism piece too. So having our portal that the consigners can log in and look at, it, it's nice and sleek. It's professional. It shows that I use a software program to keep track of your items. I'm not just jotting them down somewhere and losing track of them. And, you know, the way we all started, right. <laughs> jotting them down on, in notebooks <laughs> and hoping that we are doing it correctly. Um, it shows that I've put time and thought and money into this to make sure that your items are taken care of. And then the payment part of it as well. I had a difficult client that was trying to message me and she always messaged me in the middle of the night. So I didn't respond to her right away. So then she got mad 
And there was lots of back and forth. She said she couldn't log into the portal, which she was the only one that ever had that problem. And so we went back and forth a lot. Luckily, she only had a few items. They sold. And we we ended, I sent her that email with a payout, just a quick, done, close that account. And <laughs> she actually responded to me and told me how easy and wonderful that was. And luckily, I've never had to talk to her again. <laughs> wow, that is that is awesome. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, we use the portal for our consigners, but Michelle of Salvage garden has her consigners like actually something different she also uses consign cloud but she actually has it set up to generate an email um Mm -hmm. every time an item sells for that person they get an email and that's what her consigner is like and she she loves that option so yeah yeah another another way to do it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i love that they have the different options little side note there's we were talking about how we have this and how professional it is. You were talking about, we worked our way to this. Just a reminder, if you're just starting out, don't panic if you don't have the software. As Libby always says, start where you are. Don't go out and make money on something until you build your business to the point that you can afford that. Mm -hmm. We're giving you the look at this, look at what you can get to, but please don't run out there and think you have to have it to build a business. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And don't think I'm dissing on you because we all started there. I did this as a side hustle for many years and it was in notebooks. And then I built up to Excel files and then finally got to the point where I am. So it, it took a decade. (laughs) That's a really good point. Yeah. Make sure your business, make sure your business can, um, can support it. Uh, I know there are a couple of free, I know consign cloud just came out with a free, like a free version of their software. It doesn't have all the options, but it's enough to get you started. I'm sure mm-hmm. other, you know, platforms have the same or other consignment software things have the same, have the same. So uh, drop a link in the comments. If, if you know, let us know what you do. I'm, I'm kind of curious what mm-hmm. we talk. We do talk a lot about that in the community. We get a lot of questions on, you know, software and tracking and how to make that easy. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like it. Like it, like it, like it. All right. So do we want to, do we want to talk about the money mountain at all? So yes, because I know we've been focusing some well, it's the buzzword in the reselling world now is reseller mental health. And again, Samantha, watching you, this is why I love that we've turned the tables on you. (laughs) We're not putting ourselves out there all the time. I have been impressed with, and we've mentioned it on several episodes, your um, money mountain, facing it, climbing it, defeating the Yeti, moving forward. And I am personally struggling with so much. So I love to hear kind of what what you did, but also how you felt through that process. Like I think about things like when somebody says, oh my gosh, I shipped this thing and I could I sold something and I couldn't find it. As soon as we hear that, our stomachs drop, right? So my mm-hmm. curiosity is as you were going through these stages, facing it, the turmoil, organizing it, moving through it, the process of how you did it, but also the emotions you went through through the process. Are you willing to open up and share all that? Of course, I am an open book. So the emotions are what drove it. Um, My house was just overtaken with mountain ranges in every room. 
my kitchen is where my back door is. So we would bring stuff in from garage selling or thrifting and it would all pile in the kitchen. And then I would leave stuff in my car because I didn't want to add to the kitchen. <laughs> and then it Healthy. would over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would decide that I wanted to work downstairs. I don't know why I do that. I still do it. I decide, you know, I think I want to work from my dining room table or my living room which is a terrible idea because it's not set up like my office. I have to bring a bunch of stuff downstairs and it really doesn't make me feel any better. I gotta, I gotta raise my hand and ask because I do the same thing. Why do we do this? Why? I mean, I, I have the space I'm in. This is my office next to it. Mm -hmm. Upstairs is my store where I've got racks and racks of stuff. But I end up taking stuff downstairs and making chaos in my living room and being down there. I have the yes. same benefits of being up here, except the kitchen. But it's not like I'm eating while I'm doing all this. I don't eat in list. You can't touch clothes while you're eating. I'm not that. Right. But it's something. What is that? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch TV normally, hardly anyways. If I do, it's on my phone or I YouTube stuff on my computer. So why do sometimes I feel the need to be in my living room with the TV on? I don't know. It's just distracting me. <laughs> Libby, Libby, break that down. What do you think about us with this? I'm horrified. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So if you remember back when we did the Journey Well Coaching episode with Holly Davis, mm -hmm. she kind of coached me because I was working in my dining room. I had an island of inventory in my kitchen because there was a big, it's like a big open space. I actually had an an island, like it was, it was a money mountain. It was a very mountainous island in the middle of my kitchen, pull stuff into my dining room. And that's where I worked. And she was like, now wonder you can't separate your family life from your work. You're literally working in your living space. You can't relax. And it was just like, I don't know why it was obvious, but I needed somebody to say that to me. She's like, you put the hours in, you go up into your office, you close. I'm lucky I have a door, so I have a physical barrier. You close the door. And when you're in there, you're concentrating on what you're doing and you're at work. And when yeah. you're in your living room, you're with your family. Yeah. And you have a big, beautiful office. I've seen it. You have tons of space yeah, up there. Right? A lot more. Yeah, than like, why did I need somebody <laughs> to tell me that? Like, the room was not being used for anything except air hockey. And even that, we didn't play that often. So, well, I yeah. have to say, for me, my thing that I do is, but then I get over, I go overboard. I like, I need separation of things sometimes to help me organize my thoughts when I'm overwhelmed. And a lot of it, I like to say, I'm going to pick 10 items and go downstairs and only take those 10 items, list those 10 items, and then put them away. And then take another 10, you know, so I could only bring 10 items down at a time. But it kind of gives me this separation to a different spot for a job to check off the list. I know that sounds I think, weird. The problem I think that's is how I start. But it's like a gateway drug because then you need yes. your scale and your computer and all your all your stuff. And then you grab another bag because you're already down there. Why not? Super so, inefficient, super I, inefficient. I was yeah. bad enough that I actually have in a con in a cupboard downstairs, a second scale, a second measuring tape. The only thing I don't have is mannequins. So I will take literally these heavy mannequins mm. downstairs and back up. I know, yeah. I know it's such a waste of time and I know time is money. Ah, I don't know. And then 
I mean, like you're extending your workday by hours. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging because I had to have literally have Holly tell me something I already knew. But I know right now your insides are like, I can't believe she's doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not judging, but I know that stuff drives you nuts and it drives me nuts. But it takes me something like this, like what Samantha's gone through and watching her Mm -hmm. self-check and go, what am, what am I doing? And to hear that you were doing the same thing, yeah, I think it makes, you know, we always feel better when we know we're not the only ones and, and help each other through that. And that was kind of like, when you said that, I was like, holy moly, that's me. Mm-hmm. And without fail, something comes up. I never get the 10 completely done. And the next day I'm like, well, let me bring a 10 more down because I'm going to get, and the pile just grows. Because, you know, my husband calls or I got to run out and help the neighbor do something and I get sidetracked and I don't get that 10 done like I say I'm going to do every day. Yep. Yep. Every time. So that was that was a big thing. I had stuff everywhere because I would start those 10 things and then I would leave five of them on the dining room table or I would. And so there was there was stuff everywhere. Um, my, my garage sale stuff was in the back of my house, in the kitchen, my consignment stuff gets dropped off on my front porch in front of my house. So my living room was full of consignment drop-offs and yeah, it was too much. I would look around and just constantly feel the need to work. I, I couldn't sit down and watch a movie with my husband. I couldn't play a board game with my daughter because halfway through, I just felt guilty. I was always felt guilty because I could see the work around me that needed to be done. And our house was a mess and nobody thrives in a mess. I mean, I'm sorting with freaking Samantha and I'm supposed to have an organized life. Like I give other people or used to give other people like, what? Ah, so, and my husband, he's so supportive, but I have a teenage daughter. She is an amazing young woman that takes after me and speaks her mind and she would walk through the house and be like well mom see so you didn't get much out of here today <laughs> and it, yeah and then my husband would just kind of sit there and go it's a it's a work in progress and he he's very supportive but I can tell you we I cleaned all the consignment up and and put it in my room in bags I have mountains and mountains of bags for those of you watching on youtube they're all over um i have a path through here that i can walk in today and my desk is cleared off so i can start taking pictures and i'm getting back on track with all that there is nothing in the rest of my house not a single thing i was able to host 25 people here the other day for thanksgiving and um have some crazy awesome family moments that we haven't had in years not because my house was dirty but it just really it added to it because people were coming in and I wasn't apologizing for this or worried about a pile of that, or we were just able to enjoy the moment. And that, that is driving me to keep, keep doing this and keep it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is inspiration right there. How do you feel Molly? (sighs) Yeah. Inspired. I mean, definitely inspired. I have a forced moment coming up with the remodeling of our kitchen and downstairs. So we have to empty it this weekend. All the downstairs is getting gutted. So it's forcing me to clean everything out downstairs. So it's now coming up or it's going in the garage for business, mm-hmm. right? Depending on what it is. 
but once the house is remodeled downstairs and all that is done, Dagummit, I am not taking a single item down there for good. Now, I will at night sometimes, Nick will say, let's list while we watch this show and we'll go up mm -hmm. and grab a few items. But he's good at making me complete those items and put them away that night. So if he's helping me, I don't leave it till the next day and let it grow. But that is my goal. So I'm being forced, which is good because mm -hmm. the model is forcing me to clear our living space and I am not going to let it get back. I'm not, Samantha. I'm not. Good. It feels so good. Like my husband mentions it probably daily about how nice our house looks. I do not have a beautiful house. I don't have, my house is over a hundred years old. It's got cracking that. walls and it's falling apart, but it. <laughs> If I'm sure house, it's not. <laughs> I love the old home, so I'm sure I love your house. Mm -hmm. But it it's our house again. We have decorations up. We have clean clean floors to where there's not clutter in every corner. You can see the corners and you can see uh, it's, yeah, it's just so much nicer once you get to that point. Now, then my room was quite overwhelming because I threw everything up here and had at funerals and graduations and do school things and so much stuff this past week that I've just kept walking by it going wow what did I do and the four hours that I had available I cleaned out my closet in here and decided to make it way worse so I'm not making all the great decisions but <laughs> <laughs> keeping it real keeping it real yeah oh. but now my craft closet is also cleaned out and I I feel motivated with having the, the closet clean and organized. This closet, I don't know how it didn't avalanche out years ago. And there was stuff in there. My daughter is a 10th grader. There was stuff in there that we quit working on in like first grade. Wow. And so I was able to clean all that out and um, truly be a model for sorting with Samantha. <laughs> walk in the walk. Uh-huh. And it gave me a little sourcing uh, dopamine there because there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't need. I gave away quite a bit of it and I listed some of it this morning because right. I mean, source, source from home when you can. And uh, I definitely yeah. could. So I'm always amazed. And I know I have this pile up in my inventory room of stuff left over from the store, like a cash drawer, a receipt printer, like all that stuff. And it's worth a little bit of money. Like I just, I, I need to do that for my own. So thank you for that inspiration just for my own items. Exactly. Always so busy with everybody else's. I forget that right. I have stuff there taking up space. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and you do have to, you know, obviously you've got to put your consigners first. I mean, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Slip those in when you can, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that was another huge part too of me taking back my house. Not only the emotional and the family and the personal aspect. I hadn't taken a new consigner in years. Um, years. And mostly because I worked crazy amounts. I don't know why any of my previous consigners stuck with me but for some reason they checked in and kept asking when they could bring more stuff even though I wasn't selling their stuff from before so when I went full-time I still I was just focusing on catching up with all those people and the money mountains that they had saved and created for me and um I I had to streamline everything and make sure that I was taking care of my consigners I I stopped thrifting I stopped garage selling and um I did go once this month so, but I only got like four things and I listed them right away, but my consigners have become a priority again. I've got, I've doubled the amount of consigners in the last month, I guess about six weeks. Wow. Yeah. I didn't have a ton. I went from like 25 to 50, but it's, 
it's helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been able to focus on them. I think for people watching as well, uh, we did mention it in the live episode that your journey was from um, very part-time to full-time reseller, consignment seller. And Mm -hmm. um, so if people are in the community, reach out to Samantha if you're thinking about going full-time. She's actually experienced that journey. Uh, I experienced it in a very different way. I know we have um, Stuart, who was very similar journey to yours, was also in the healthcare field and uh, burned out and uh, started selling full time. So I think you have so much to offer people with that, with that story and kind of help along the way. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, now I'm sitting here with lists going in my head of what I need to do. Oh, you know what I probably should mention. So on our YouTube channel, um, if you click the link in our header, there is a Oh, no, we're going to change it. All right. How's this? Molly, you're going to have to change it. All right. So I'll put the link in the show notes as well. But it is we have a free listing calculator. So if you're thinking about going full time, um, you can use that calculator to kind of gauge what you need to earn, how much you have to list and kind of get an idea of what your daily routine needs to be to support yourself. So um, definitely take advantage of that resource. Yes, love that's that. one thing that I, I use. I already changed that so you can link it in there. So I think yeah. I already changed the cover. So good. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. Samantha, have you used it? I got to use it personally. I did. I used it when I was, when I first found you guys and I was still working. And then I, I did use it again when I was transitioning to full-time. Because when I, I was a director at the hospital. So when I put my notice in, I had to put in at least 30 days and I actually put in about 45. So I had some time to think about and and start processing yeah when I just randomly decided to leave my job <laughs> and I think I'm going to read I think I'm going to redo uh, my calculations as well I'm going to have two kids in college next year and <laughs> so my income needs are changing just a little bit so I'm going to have to do a little recalculation and uh, see what my daily goals and monthly goals need to be readjusted to to uh, support my family. Yeah. <laughs> and I love in that calendar, even if your schedule changes, you can use it again and recalculate, um, you know, how many days you want to put into it or how many this or that there's, mm-hmm. there's different things you can constantly use it and help shape what you're doing and, and refocus. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about that, you could probably, if you knew there was a month you had a vacation, just quick plug it in for that month to figure out if I'm going on vacation mm-hmm. and I'm only yeah. Getting- X amount of days, how much am I going to make that? Okay. That's going to sustain me or, Ooh, I got to push a little more to get to this level minus a week. I used it in the summertime when I knew I was going to have long weekends camping. Yep. I didn't think about it that way. I just thought I schedule mine is what I do is I put in that. I want to ideally take three weeks a year off. Like you could, could be two months, whatever. And I put in that I'm working 49 weeks out of the year and it automatically you know, recalculates mm-hmm. what you need to, what you need to do based on how many months you want to work. Yep. So awesome. I think I need four weeks. So awesome. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's all, listen, reseller mental health. You do need it. Take it as you need it. Take it as yeah. you need it for sure. Absolutely. Yep. And baby steps, everything. I didn't just one day go, oh my God, and threw everything upstairs. 
uh, that would be terrible. I wouldn't have kept track of whose was what and how and no. Uh, as much as my daughter wanted to just grab every single box and bring them upstairs and dump them in here. But um, no, it takes time. It takes steps. Go room by room, corner by corner, box by box, whatever you need to do to break it down. But it it can be done. And And having help helps. I mean, my daughter jumped right in and was helping me move boxes and label things and just to make sure that it wasn't chaos when it was all up here. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I have a very supportive husband. So I know Nick is supportive of you and that, that helps. It does. It definitely does. So um, the, I want to say consistency is a theme that keeps coming up as well. Like you just brought it up. I know Michelle brought it up um, in her book, The Online Consignment, The Easy Way. And we've done a lot of talk about how consistency builds. And mm-hmm. I always use, it's not it's not a consignment example, but I, I refer back to this in my mind when I think about consistency is I had, when I moved into my home, I had this room that had to be totally Got it and redone my mudroom. It needed to be painted. The floor needed to be ripped up. Um, the bar needed to be redone. There was just it was overwhelming. Oh, and I thought this is never going to happen. I am way too busy. I don't have the time to invest in this. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I got up half an hour early every single morning for twenty five days, and I invested one half hour in this room. There you go. And at the end of 25 days, it was done. And that's all it took was a half an hour of me getting up early every single day. And Mm -hmm. it was a task that for me was monumental. I couldn't fit it in. And just that consistency, a little tiny bit every day, added up just so amazingly. Mm-hmm. Also, so if you have something in your life like that, that you can kind of think about that you are consistent with and it built like Samantha moving her stuff upstairs. Um, yeah, maybe think about that. Listings. Uh, we all know the secret to all of this is to keep up with your listings and to be consistent with listings. Don't list 100 items one weekend. That's great. But then you have to continue listing throughout the week. You can't just do that twice a month and expect consistency back with sales. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that start and they're like, I'm, I'm going to do 15 listings a day, five days a week. And I'm like, start with one. Start with one listing a day. And if you can yes. master that, great. Go to two do two listings a day mm-hmm. and <laughs> start yeah, with one that likes to set the goal up here me too mm-hmm. and then I'm like I couldn't do it <laughs> yeah it takes me a month to go well that was non-realistic and then I up it by one so you know yeah, yeah let me and that, I mean we talk about that in the get real episode what that does with your men- mental health when you set unrealistic goals you feel defeated you feel disappoint it you it it really does so much more damage than not reaching the goal it does it does something and it's like you don't take the goal seriously like you're like well I didn't reach it and I've been working on this and it I guess it doesn't matter or I don't know I just then you just kind of dismiss it more the more you tweak it and mess with it yeah Yeah. get to beat yourself up Mm -hmm. (laughs) glutton for punishment self-punishment um Okay, I think this is a great episode, ladies. I like all this. Yes. I think this yes. is everybody will connect with in one form or another, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to know in the comments if you have the same issue that Samantha and I do about taking your stuff to a room you shouldn't. 
<laughs> how many of us do that? And how many of us stay in our spot and keep it there? Mm -hmm. I'm just curious how that number Oh, you guys yeah. can't be alone with this. You can't be alone with this. God, I hope not. The mental games Molly's we play with ourselves. The mental <laughs> games we play. All right, ladies. I'm going to have us say goodbye here. If you are listening and loved us, make sure you leave us a review, follow, all that good stuff, little thumbs up, <laughs> all that good stuff. Until next time, my friends. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, you can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.